Welcome back to Limbach Unlocked. Diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. D-E-I-B. All words you've probably heard more frequently in the past five years than ever before in your life. And like with anything new, you probably have some questions. Well, I have some good news for you. We have answers. Gretel Swartz, our learning program manager and the vice chair of the 2023 Embrace Forum, is here to share an overview of what these words mean, how they impact our business, and she's even going to debunk some misconceptions surrounding these words and their impact. As we move forward into the future with our Embrace Forum, Embrace Committees, and Employee Resource Groups, or ERGs, we want you to know the big picture and the why behind DEIB at this company. I'm Kate Mystery. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome, Gretel. We are so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks, Katie. I'm equally as excited to be here, especially because uh, I know this is something that our learning engagement team has been doing for a while, and I'm just excited to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You and I know each other quite well, but I'm excited <laughs> to have the rest of the world get to know you and all that you bring to this organization and you bring to our topic today. So let's start <laughs> with uh, what you do in your day job and your how about your qualifications and your interest in the DEIB space? And we should probably define that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So Currently, my role at Limbach is I'm a learning program manager. So in that role, I really work more on creating learning programs, such as our foundation's onboarding program, really focused on making sure new hires have mm. um, a really holistic experience coming into the to, to the company, just getting to know the big picture of who we are, what we do, how we do it. Um, but I'm also the vice chair for the Embrace Forum in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as a little bit about my background and um education and, and how I got to to this space. So my bachelor's degree um, is in sociology. I was really at first focused on trying to, you know, be either working as a lawyer in a social work kind of capacity, social mm. space. Um, obviously, that did not work out. I, <laughs> I mean, have... the skills are probably transferable, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely think there's a, a lot that I can bring from that. But I, I yeah. realized after working at a law firm that that was not something that I was super excited about. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went back and got my master's in education because education's always been something that is something I'm super passionate about. And I know it's a way that I can make an impact. And as long as I'm making an impact in in any space, um, I'm happy. So that's, I went back, got my master's in education, um, but more recently also got a certification in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging in the workplace. Um, And that was through Penn State. So this is definitely an area of passion for me specifically. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just really excited to bring anything that I can with me to to Limbach that, from those experiences. Okay. I mean, there's a ton to unpack there. Not only your history and how it's kind of led you to this moment, but also you defined for us what DEIB is, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Um, and we are talking today because we really want to debunk some misconceptions, right? We want to yeah. we want to figure out what actually is this acronym and how is it lived sure. out in the workplace and then also, you know, what is it what is it not? Um so can we start with why are we focusing on these words now? Why has it not been 
a focus uh, across, even I would say across the nation until this past, these past few years? I think that's a great question because I think that this is something that is more prevalent now than it ever has been, but I don't think it's necessarily something that's never existed before. I just think mm-hmm. we're talking about it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a big part of that is because our future generations are becoming in- increasingly more diverse. So I did pull some statistics that I think can kind of help us here a little bit better mm-hmm. um, to talk about this part of the conversation, just because I think it's really important to note how big this is becoming. Um, yeah. So I do I pulled one that said Gen Z is super passionate about a diverse and inclusive workplace. Um, 83% of Gen Z people that were polled uh, through Pew Research says that their employer's commitment to diversity and inclusion is a significant aspect to choosing where they work. Um, So Mm -hmm. it is becoming increasingly more important in that aspect. Um, 48% of Gen Z individuals are considered either racially or ethnically uh, diverse, Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to Millennials in, tw- in 2002 were only 39% of them were. So we are evolving in that aspect too. Um, and then lastly, one in six Gen Z individuals have reported they are part of the LGBTQ plus community where only mm-hmm. one in 10 millennials have reported that in the past. So we are moving in the direction of having different groups of people, different aspects to the way that we live and the way that we operate coming into the workplace. And I think that it's becoming more visible now. Um, but maybe not necessarily something that has never existed in the past. So I think it's just we're moving towards that direction of, yeah, you know, being more diverse. Yeah, uh, I mean, I like some of the stati- statistics that you gave, um, especially because and to define Gen Z, there's, I guess there's a few definitions. Yeah, but, um, uh, but born between what ninety five, ninety seven, and. 2012, something like that, right? Uh, so there's a big, big range there, but these are people that are either in the workforce already or they're coming into it, like you said. Right, right. So, and I, I just mm-hmm. think it's important to be able to have opportunities for those groups of people. Um, oh, and yeah. I think that's a big reason why we're focusing on DEIB now, um, as opposed to never really having these sorts of conversations in the past. Yeah, and maybe they they weren't being had um, like you're saying as globally as we are yeah. now. But but you did mention that it's always existed. Like this has always been there. It's just we're we're bringing light to some of these terms. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so we've taken this. We've looked big picture here. But why at our company? So where have we where have we come from, and why are we focused on this right now at Limbach? Yeah, and I I think it's really important to know that our industry as a whole, so the construction industry mm-hmm. has not always been the most inclusive, not always been um, the at the forefront of, of championing these sorts of initiatives. Yeah. Um, we're not known but, for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that we're at a really good spot to be able to start making an impact specifically at, um, at Limbach. So through my recent um, DEIB focus certification, I was really happy because I got to meet a lot of different other people from other companies, mm. um, kind of see what's working for them, what's maybe not working for them. Um, and one of the biggest challenges that I've heard from a lot of people is not having leadership support, not having leadership buy-in. Um, and I'm really grateful that we work at a company that we do have leadership that are involved and um, want to champion this process. So I think that that is a really good thing that we have going for us in the future. Um, and also we have the culture of we care. Um, a lot of our, our we care survey results as, as well as 
um, our recent living HR survey really focused on the concept of, you know, feeling like they can trust their manager, feeling like they have a space to be mm. able to to belong in community. And I think that that is such a huge starting point for what we already have um, to continue to build on this because DEIB is, is more than just making sure that we have um, diverse perspectives. It's also creating that culture of belonging. And I think that we're at a really good place to be able to you know, move forward with that because of our foundation that we already have. Yes. Yeah. And, and you brought up something there for me when you said belonging, because um, we've, I think we've typically heard DEI or D and I. Right. So why is there a B in there? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question because, you know, we, we also have an industry that's filled with a ton of acronyms. So adding a new letter (laughs) to another acronym um, might seem a bit confusing, but really Mm -hmm. belonging is, is kind of added in there because belonging is really the end goal, if you will, of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So Mm. diversity is the presence of differences, um, whether that's in people or perspectives. Um, Equity is making sure that there's supports based on individuals unique circumstances to really ensure quality of resources and opportunities Um, and inclusion is really that practice of creating the environment where somebody can feel included um, or where they feel respected and valued um, really empowered to be who they are Mm -hmm. in any space but belonging is that feeling you get once you are included into the conversation into the room Um, it's the feeling of acceptance and security feeling of support in your community where you feel connected to all the individuals there, um, as well as respected by everyone. So really belonging is the end goal of diversity, equity, and inclusion. I mean, who doesn't want that? I think everybody wants to feel included. <laughs> I think everybody wants to feel like they belong. I, I'm sure that everyone has had a point in their life where they're like, wow, I wish I was included in this conversation, or mm-hmm. I wish I could feel like I belong. And we just want to be able to create that opportunity for people to feel that sense of belonging. Yeah. and. And tell me a little bit, because I think it fits here, tell us a little bit about the Embrace Forum's role in that effort. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a lot of different words that we use around Embrace at the company too. And I just kind of want to talk a little bit more about each one of those, how they break down, um, just because I think that we want to make sure we're all understanding, you know, what each of those kind of works on. But the Embrace Forum is Basically, they're a working group that adds benefit to the strategic business direction of the enterprise through actionable DEIB initiatives. Okay. Um, and that can either be as group work streams, individual action items, um, but really their focus is really towards making sure that we have goal setting, communication, education, and awareness really focused on DEIB. So this group is really working to provide diverse and inclusive perspectives and recommendations directly to Limbach leadership. Mm, okay. So, that's the forum, um, but we all the other embrace committees as well as the employee resource groups also filter up through that forum. So we're all kind of working towards the same goal, just kind of in different ways. Um, so if you think about the embrace forum, it's kind of split down after that into two different key groups, and those are our employee okay. resource groups, otherwise known as ERGs, um, and we also have our embrace committees on the other side. So for the employee resource groups. They're really focused on supporting individuals that share specific life experiences um, or share diverse characteristics. But although they're designed to support specific groups of people, anybody is welcome to join these groups. Uh, We currently have two of them and a third is shortly on the way. So stay tuned. Um, Our two current active employees, uh, employee resource groups are WICS, 
So women in construction and service, we just recently had uh, Wix Week 2023, which was a success. So can't wait to see that next year. Very cool. Um, And then also we have UNIDOS, which is our group that's really focused on empowering um, Hispanic and and Latino culture uh, within our company. Mm -hmm. Um, But although they're focused on supporting women or Hispanic and Latino employees, respectively, again, anybody is welcome to join these groups. You just, you don't need to share that aspect that makes them diverse. You just have to want to be involved in supporting those groups of people um, and making an impact there. And then as far, so that's really the the ERGs. But as far as the Embrace committees, so the committees are also a part of the Embrace Forum um, that's kind of broken down a little bit more into really focusing on not necessarily an one aspect of, of identity like an, an employee resource group would, but they're more so focused on, you know, becoming more diverse and inclusive in specific areas of our business. So we have three committees right now. Uh, they are Attract, Develop, and Promote. So the ATTRACT committee, um, their purpose is really to kind of focus on diversity related to community outreach, um, recruitment strategies, and then our DEVELOP committee is really focused on anything that's educational programs, um, professional growth opportunities, cross-training, mentoring, networking, um, and then our remote committee is really focusing on getting the message out. So what what is the marketing? What are our communications plans? Um, how can we share what we're doing um, in the world of DEIB? So we kind of have them working on different areas of the business yeah. as opposed to a specific topic. Um, so they're all focused a little bit differently on how they work towards building this culture of belonging, but we're all working towards the same goal um, and really laser focused on transforming Limbach into a leader um, in this space and a leader in our industry where all ideas are valued um, and their unique experiences and talents mm-hmm. can be utilized to to develop really a, a better business and, and just an overall better community. I mean, the way you're talking about this is so helpful because I think we're, you know, we'll get into some misconceptions that people have about, yeah. about this space, but um, what I'm taking away even early in the conversation here is that this is a business strategy as well as a cultural strategy, as well as just a personal strategy. Like it, it yeah. has layers of complexity and depth to it. And it's not just fluff and let's use these buzzwords. It's, Hey, we're actually working. These are people right. that care and are working to affect and change the business in very real ways. Yeah. And I think that I'm glad you brought that up too, that there's definitely action involved in this. Um, right. That That's such a key component. And I think we talked in our um, Wix kickoff event, we had an, a, an event focused on allyship and inclusion. And, and a huge part of being an ally is not just, you know, saying you're an ally, but also taking that action. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're all trying to work towards is being able to create action, um, making yeah. an impact. How, how can we help our workplace become more inclusive and, and create even more of a culture of belonging than we already have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not an easy feat, though, with um, business units all over the country and yeah, right. people of different backgrounds. And, and that makes it fun, but that also makes it challenging. And I think that dynamic may also contribute to some of the misconceptions that we have or that people have about DEIB. So could we talk a little bit about what are those big uh, ideas that are just not we, we we probably need to bring back on the path of accuracy so what what are they let's start there. yeah I I think a lot of this too is because 
DEIB has been heavily politicized in the past. Mm -hmm. So, and we all know our political climate right now, mm -hmm. no matter where you fall on that, it's, it's polarized. So uh, there's really strong opinions in either direction. Um, but what I want us to think through is this is not, this is not anything to do with politics. This is about people. Um, and this is mm -hmm. about making sure that there are places for every person to be able to belong and bring their unique life experiences, whether you know it or not, every single individual has unique experiences that are going to make them who they are um, and really kind of dictate a little bit how they interact with their world around them. So I think that we just have to be reminded of the fact that everybody has a unique life experience and just really creating a space for those people to be able to bring their authentic selves into any space um, and feel accepted and feel listened to and heard, um, but then also have people that are advocating to get them into spaces where their voice might not already be heard. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the, that's the biggest one is that it's tied to, to politics, but I, I don't really think that that is the case. I think this is about people um, and caring and meeting people where they are and, and hearing their stories. So I, I think that yeah. that is the biggest one that I, that I, I have. Yeah. And, and what would you say to folks who are, who are maybe not quite there yet? Like maybe they're still struggling yeah. with this. This is so politicized and there's all these words being thrown at me all the time. And if I, I'm feeling guilty and I don't want to feel guilty, like, what would you say to those folks who, who maybe are willing to learn more, but they just have that, oh, that gut reaction of like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. And I, I would think I, I, to that, I would say, whether you know it or not, you're, you're probably already doing something that is supporting diverse people. Mm. Um, you know, whether that is, you know, buying from a minority owned business, whether that is being involved in community outreach to, to specific groups. Yeah. Um, there's so many ways that this impacts not only just business, but day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Um, so really thinking about this in, in terms of how we can make an impact more broadly um, is just you know, seeing people as, as individuals, as opposed to this being, you know, a, a politicized concept. Um, just think right. about how, what, what can you do as an individual to help somebody else um, that might have a different perspective than you. So I think it's, it's twofold. I think it's looking at things from an individual perspective, seeing people as individuals and who they are. Um, but I think it's also, you know, how can you make an impact in, in, in your community? Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I think just detaching it from, from the, I don't know, I guess the bad reputation that DEIB can get sometimes, if you will. Right, right. And and that's helpful too, because you gave two practical ways of doing that. And I know you've been certified in DEIB in the workplace through Penn State. So yeah, um, I'm interested in your biggest takeaways from that, because it sounds like you're talking, you're giving us some practical insight. And I think that's what's going to be helpful for a lot of us listeners uh, to actually go out and make change and get engaged is to have those practical steps of here's what I can do. So yeah. how has your certification kind of helped you figure out what is there to do about this? I think it's it's kind of starting with you know, with individuals and kind of figuring out, okay, what is it to me that is important to me? Hmm. So like I, I can tell you right now that I have a passion area for uh, neurodiverse people. I have family members that are on the autism spectrum. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think that that is such a, a huge opportunity to be able to yeah. include different people that, you know, their brain doesn't necessarily work um, in a traditional sense of what we mm -hmm. see in, in the day-to-day -day in the workplace um, or what we 
you know, what we yeah. think to be the standard. Um, so I know that that's an area for me that I'm super passionate about and would love to make an impact in. So I think that just for everyone, if you have something that you're passionate about, whether it's like the committees as far as, okay, how do we attract diverse talent more broadly? Or whether it's joining Wix, um, you know, wanting to support women, if that's something that you're super passionate about, I think it's just finding those areas of opportunity where you personally feel like you want to make an impact, can make an impact. Um, just, I just think that that's the starting point um, as far as involvement yeah. and it's, kicking things off. Wow, you're so right. It's not as scary as it seems. It could, it, and you said it before, like it could be something that you're already doing. Right. Right. You just may not even realize that it's <laughs> in this zone. Um, but I love that. Like, I, as you were talking, I was even thinking like people that are supporting youth programs or our ACE mentorship. I mean, right. that's that's a really cool opportunity that we have as a company. But even outside the company, hanging out with, you know, with high school students and teaching them about the trades or just supporting them in their development as people or in their career choices like that could fall under this space. I love the idea of you talking about women in construction and service, you know, as women, it's definitely so encouraging when we have our male um, colleagues or other females in the organization come alongside and say, how you doing? You know, and I, yeah, right. it's as simple as how you yes. doing. Um, but I think sometimes we, we complicate it. <laughs> we overcomplicate <laughs> it because we think it has to be fancy, but I appreciate you starting at that basic level. Yeah. And I, I think that there's so many ways too, that this also just kind of interacts with our business more broadly, like mm -hmm. in addition to just, you know, thinking of things on an individual level, but you know, safety is Ooh, a huge yeah. part of this conversation too. Um, if you think about the concept of psychological safety, that mm -hmm. is what we're trying to do with belonging is, is creating that space where everybody feels comfortable to raise their hand and, you know, ring whoever they are and share that with, with people, you know, in, in our yeah. workplace. Um, I think that's the really, a really key way that we can make an impact in safety and just creating a space where people can raise their hand and say, Hey, you know what? Um, I see something that's maybe not safe, but they might not feel that sense of psychological safety if we're not creating that culture of belonging. Um, yeah. I think that's a really huge way to, it ties to what we're doing here too. Um, I know also for our sales teams, I'm sure they get um, asked questions a lot about, you know, what diverse businesses we we support um, in when they're putting together proposals. So mm -hmm. things like that are, are really important. Um, also just in general, diverse teams lead to better innovation. Um, just mm, being yeah. able to grow and change because we're going to have diverse perspectives. And the more perspectives you have in a room, obviously the better for innovation because you need those perspectives to try new things, to do things yeah. from a different lens. And I think that that is such a, a huge part of how we can make an impact. I, I love those suggestions. And they are, like you said, tied to our our organization and the way yeah. we do business. But I mean, speaking of business, um, yeah, I know that last year we received a survey from a company called Living HR and the survey was related to diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging at our company. Yeah. Um, we got some results from that and I'd love to share with our listeners a bit more about that survey and how we're going to use that information to support our business and how we can move forward in this, in this area. Yeah, absolutely. So not only did Living HR come in and they did a um, uh, an anonymous survey, but they also held different focus groups with different groups of the 
uh, different groups within the business. So just okay. generally more employees, um, a group with managers, a group with leadership. So they kind of really broke down um, different sentiments within those those various groups of people. Um, they also pulled that survey data together. Um, they really just kind of gave us a, a huge overview of everything that is really good, um, everything that we could improve in. Um, and from those improvement points, our Embrace Forum had a two-day offsite in February. And we kind of looked through, okay, these are our pain points. So how can we take these pain points and turn them into an action plan? Yeah. So we spent two days laser focused on, let's build this action plan. What can we do to make an impact this year? Um, and that is where our rocks for our embrace committees have come from. Um, that is where our, our vision is headed. That's where we're going. So yeah. we're taking that practical, actual data uh, of from people specifically, you know, their experiences right. within our company and being able to apply that to how can we make their lives um, more inclusive. More... Which we've never had that data before, right? Right, so this right. This is new stuff for us. And, and this is huge. So going back to the, um, DEIB workplace certification that mm -hmm. I just had. Um, no one else has done this other organization in the room. So I think wow. that that was really cool to see that we have really a company that's dedicated to making sure that we're not only just working towards action items, um, just to work towards them, but we're looking at them from a place of data, mm -hmm. um, that there is, you know, rationale to what we are doing. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's a really good space for obviously understanding that we need to see people as in individuals and, you know, helping them because we care, but also looking at it from a, a data lens and, yeah. you know, this, this is important. This is for our business. This is to benefit um, Limbach and to benefit our industry, but also to benefit our employees and individuals. Yeah. Are you able to share what a couple of those data points told you? Yeah. So I, I would love to talk a little bit more about you know, what, what we're doing from that practical data. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really driving the, the actions for the committees this year. Nice. So, you know, for example, our attract committee is going to be really focused on, you know, diversity and proc procurement. Um, also creating lists of, you know, where are we engaged in our community and, and what could this look like? Where are we really not cool. engaged where we should be engaged? Um, yeah. So that, that's a huge one that we're going to be working towards. Um, but also, you know, creating, intentional training around DEIB. So what do we want that to look like? Um, where are our gaps towards that? And where can we, you know, expand to not only help our, you know, our teams in the office, but also reaching our, our field employees and, and yeah. making sure that that DEIB strategy is, is moving it into um, our field teams. Love it. Love it. I love that we're reaching all aspects of the business here, all people types uh, with backgrounds of different kinds. I think that's really going to help us. Like you said, a diverse team is a successful team in many ways because we can pull from so many different backgrounds and experiences. So you've been giving us throughout our conversation and as we wind down here, um, you, I want to summarize that you've been yeah. giving us some really practical tips to think about DEIB in a certain way to act it out in our um, home life and our work life. But let's just synthesize that for everyone with, you know, a concise, how can people get involved in DEIB at Limbach? Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what we've, you know, like you said, been talking mm -hmm. about for a lot of this conversation is there's so many different ways you can get involved. So whether it's, you know, something that you're doing 
you know, within your local community, whether it's something that you're doing at Limbox specifically, um, whether it's joining a committee that's, you know, focused on different areas of the business, whether that's working towards um, or working with rather a mm -hmm. one of our ERGs um, or whether that's creating an ERG that does not already exist. Is there something yeah. that you're passionate about? Please raise your hand because we would love to know how we can get you involved into into this conversation. Um, to that end, if you are interested in any joining any of these, please feel free to email uh, embrace at limbachinc.com. Um, we can point you in the direction as far as, you know, based on your specific interests, mm -hmm. where you should go or what 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 works for you or what what we can kind of give those recommendations based on, you know, what what is it that specifically interests you? Um, yeah. And to that end, too, the only other thing I would say to that is just don't be afraid to try something new. Um, and if a lot of people are afraid to get involved into these conversations because they're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing. Um, you're never going to say the right thing all the time. And and that's OK. Yeah. Um, but the point of this is that you're you're getting involved and trying to learn and putting your spell. So putting yourself into spaces mm -hmm. where you're going to learn. Um, yeah. The best way to get involved and to understand different groups of people is to get to know them. Um, reach out to different people, put yourself into into opportunities where you can learn more about differences and, and perspectives. So I think that this is going to be a really great way that um, people can learn is, is by getting involved. Um, yeah. Even if you're not, haven't been involved in this space in the past, it, it's a really good opportunity. Thank you for that. And I will add to that too. Um, I'm sure for our listeners, if we have customers listening or investors listening, like you could also email embrace at limbachinc.com yeah. and engage with the group and see what our efforts are doing, how they're, how they are really, um, as Gretel has shared, affecting the business uh, to be better and more inclusive and produce quality work in many different areas. So I'm excited about the direction that we're heading. And I think Gretel, you've given us a really great overview of that direction. Now, before we close, I also want people to get to know you, Gretel, in a, in a fun way of course. so they can feel like they can reach out to you, connect with you. Um, I think it helps us do that. So I have, a, I have a quick question for you, and it comes from a little game called Would You Rather. Bring it. All right. <laughs> Would you rather live where it only snows or the temperature never falls below 100 degrees? Oh my goodness, this is an easy one for is me. Is it? Oh yes, I I hate the heat. <laughs> I I would be so much happier living in, in a snowy winter wonderland, um, as long as I could drive. If there's snow on the ground that I okay. can't drive in, I'd be pretty miserable. But um, I I would love to live in a place year round where it's like 60 degrees would be my ideal. I'd love the Pacific Northwest for that reason. <laughs> okay, so, right. uh, Yeah, the the Florida heat might not be for me, but. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the is, snow. That well, you could build a lot of snowmen, you know, little yeah. igloos. No That'd friends. Be fun. That'd be really fun. So now, so now you all know, all our listeners, that if you're down with the snow, like Gretel is, you guys, you can build uh, snowmen together. Snow angels. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next activity. Um, all right, Gretel, thank you so much. I appreciate the time that you have uh, taken to share about this with us. It's a really, really important topic. And I'm so grateful that it's something that we're focused on. So thank you for your effort in that. Absolutely. And thank you for bringing me in. And I'm excited to see, you know, what Embrace is going to do this year and also what learning and engagement is going to do this year too. 
EIB is a buzzword for a reason. But you have a group of people here that want to make it, it more than just a buzz. To them, it's a bold and brave bridge for people to come together. To join Gretel and her peers from across the company, you can reach out to embrace at limbachinc.com. Catch you next time on Limbach Unlocked. Thank you.